let me just kick off by first of all saying I have returned back. I've returned back? No, that's uh, that's implied, isn't it? I've returned yeah, yeah. from a holiday a, a weekend away at Filey. Oh, right. Was it nice weather? It was a bit. It was on and off, but oh. my nice weather is not what everybody else likes. I love it when it's rainy and cozy. <laughs> I love it. I can't. I can't wait for it to pour it down with rain. Uh, but other other people seem to disagree. This time we stayed in a an Airbnb style thing, uh, and it was br- really well kitted out. I'm bringing this up because whilst I was looking through the. Uh, Kind of like the stuff that is available, games mainly, because I'm a, a board game fan. Yeah. I found I found a version of Cluedo that I don't own. And I can see behind you, you've got quite a few versions of Cluedo. I have thirteen Cluedo <laughs> versions, right? But it's just, and it's not just like, oh, it's like the same game but a different board. No, no, these are thirteen ways to play Cluedo. Really? I yeah. There are there are different ways. There are different. Like one of them, you see that one there that says Cluedo SFX. Yeah. That one, you move your player and it speaks to you. It, oh, wow. It comes though. out. It, yeah. It yeah. comes out. It says, oh, so-and-so was in the bushes. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> let me show you this, Rob. There it is. You're thinking to yourself, he's presenting me with a box here. Um, has he stolen it? <laughs> No, no. This is what I did. This is what I. Hang on, I'm putting it back. This is what I did. I got in touch with the people who owned it and said, "Look, there's this version of Cluedo that I don't currently own, and it's in great condition. Like I've seen it on eBay, but it's always like, oh, bits are missing and that. Yeah, cards yeah. missing. Because uh, I'd I'd also said in the in the text message I'd said, I I love this set. I'm obviously prepared to pay for it. I'm not going to nick it. Um, would you? Could I ask you to suggest a price right. if, if this is possible? And they went, "Well, what do you think for a price? Well, what do you do?" Yeah, well, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, I want to negotiate at the same time, but yeah. Uh, so what did you do? What What was the answer? I said uh, I've seen them go in for between a, a used version between eight and fifteen pounds. Right. Um, so, so you've set up your margin of barter there, haven't you? I've done it. I thought I did quite a clever job of that, but yeah. I then went a little bit more clever. Oh, I right. think, yeah. by saying yours is in such good condition that I'd be more than happy to pay the fifteen. You know, the top end yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah. So, waited. I we went then off to a pub, had some pub food. I didn't have phone reception whilst we were there, but I kept trying. You know, I kept moving the phone around the place. Yeah, Eventually, yeah. text message came through. It's fifteen pounds deal, right? And I was like, "Whoa, yeah, <laughs> I've done it." And for me, the oddest thing happened. Right, I uh, had obviously just won a board game. Right, well, I say won. I, you know, I'd bought, pay for a board yeah. game. Yeah, I think it's yeah. more bought, isn't it? It's more bought, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but I won the bids. I think that was more. Yeah, where I yeah. Was coming from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all of a sudden, it wasn't about that anymore. It was about, oh, I've just done business. All right. And I've never had that sense before, other than maybe uh, you know a game of Monopoly, which I fucking hate. Well, um, some sort of friends of ours, you know, Dawn. I know Dawn. Yeah, she had a. Are we allowed to say Dawn's name? I think so. 
we we yeah yeah I don't think she's managed, but she had a version of Monopoly which uh, didn't have money in it. It had like a a credit card processor. So you just typed in how much you've got. Now, we, me and Elle find that there's little, the scant fun in Monopoly. But what fun there is to be had is with the, the money, paying out the money and handing it over and stuff like that. So this, for us, took out any bit of enjoyment whatsoever from, <laughs> from the game. I, I absolutely agree. I know of the sets you're talking about, the kind of credit card version yeah, of it or yeah. something like that. Um, I think I've actually played it. I don't own it, but I, I play it. But th- there's a reason why I don't own it. And it's because I, I I do own Monopoly sets. Yeah. Right, by the way, okay, I've I've often picked these up in like a charity shop for about a quid. Right. Right. But uh, one of them's a deluxe version. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure why it's deluxe, but it's certainly not the credit card version. And I have the same issue with that: is that the pleasure of having re- the reward in front of you. Yeah. And and the reward of physically paying for things yeah, and getting yeah, the change. That, that's it. You remove that and you might left. as well be poking my eyes out as, <laughs> as more entertainment. There is one game of Monopoly that I've just been reminded of and that is... Poke your eyes out, Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cheaters one. Right. So I think what? the idea is that you have to try and cheat yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd think, wouldn't you, with a name like Wait, that? It's yeah, again, yeah, yeah. The, all the clues were there. Uh, maybe that would be more suitable for the game of Cluedo. Uh, why are we talking about board games? I tell you what, I'll finish well, that. I, well, the... I've got. I want to just follow on a bit with about the. You were saying you'd been doing the business. I did some business. Uh, some business. Well, <laughs> last. Not week... that's not like a shit. <laughs> That's I just done like some I did some negotiating, some wheeler dealer in. Yeah. I'll be on the apprentice next. Well last week <laughs> I, I had a very slight rant about Asda and uh, lack he of did. Uh, deliveries. Would it have been last week? It might have been three weeks ago by now actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, know when it was, but hey. yeah, uh, I know what you yeah. mean. I know the I know the call. But but what I would like to say now is that uh, there is no supermarket finer than Asda, and uh, I was obviously very harsh on them, and I, I withdraw it all. Unheartedly. Has something Un- happened? Wholeheartedly. Uh, they refunded me the whole price of, the, uh, of everything we bought. Holy shit, that's brilliant. Yeah. So, they, you know, as I say, they're the top place, and I urge everybody to buy them from there. Yeah, um, um, well, you're, what you're encouraging is if you go to Asda, you may get your shopping cheap. <laughs> like or for free, uh, but actually, what you're saying is that they were reasonable in their business conduct. Yes. enough that you would shop there again. That or, that's and it. would recommend it. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Yeah. So I just wanted to set the record straight there. Well, talking about setting records straight, I've, I, that's an incredible segue, almost as if it were planned. Uh, but this was nothing. There's nothing planned about this show. That's for sure. Um, I uh, found in a newspaper a. Well, no, I apologise. I didn't find this. It was, like, posted on the internet. But it was a... Because I don't read the newspaper, so I would have know this. Yeah. It also looks, to be honest, because it's a, a, a cutout of, a, a, like, a local newspaper. I don't think this is a national newspaper. Right. The, the original headline is, and it's in a small part, it's covered in love hearts. It's like a box with a, a love heart border. And it says on it... Congratulations, George Brownridge, for pleasing 15 women for an entire day. 
We were all exhausted and very satisfied, and we look forward to next year. We all thank you. What? Did that wow. Say, yeah. So, does it, I mean, it sounds as though this George Brownridge is quite the man. It sounds <laughs> as though he's been doing the business, not some business. Yeah. It does. And that's, I was about to say, that's not just, I, I tried to read it as innocently as possible, but I don't think there's anything innocent about that. It sounds like he's just been having a lot of sex. Is there no, is there nothing else to the, to the thing? That's it. Except there is a correction, a, <laughs> a correction, uh, or, or, or at least an apology to George Brownridge and staff. Ah, uh. here we go. Our intentions. So the, so the staff bit is the staff of the newspaper, right? Okay. Our intentions were to thank him for a generous holiday shopping trip which he arranged. This annual tradition is much appreciated. Any inappropriate innuendos <laughs> were unintentional and we take full responsibility for the ad that appeared in yesterday's papers. I love that so much. And it made me think, are there any other like corrections that newspapers go and I all I needed to do was type in that is newspaper correction and apology I think I can't remember what I think it was apology and this one came up correction in yesterday's paper in Chris Searle's jazz albums column we incorrectly referred to Don Rendell as a terrorist when it clearly should have been tenorist we apologize for any of <laughs> can you imagine they were kind of all like Advertising his work as being a really good terrorist. <laughs> it's, oh no, shit! <laughs> anyway, there we go. That's my that's my pre-show thing. Should we start? Should we start the show uh, proper? Show us some music. Show us some music. Interestingly, uh, I recognise the main character. The the, the the fella. Yeah, is he is he right? I want to say Sid. Is he is he CYD? Would you say that's a Sid? Uh, well, it, it is it is written down as uh, CYD on here, but um, that is in fact Janet Murdoch. You're kidding? No. According, Sid is a woman's name. Yeah, according to to this, uh, it's Shane Rimmer who is uh, the uh, the fella. Oh yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Because his name's first. Oh, and yeah. uh, and that I, makes sense. Yeah, I makes at more first, sense. I at first thought it was um, Mr. Bottyball, or one of the no, two. It's not, I knew it weren't Bottyball, but if I'm it, pretty sure he. If it's not Bottyball, which it's not, it's certainly Bottyball's suit. I reckon. I reckon they've got that out <laughs> the, out the hanger. It's sort of so light blue, just, isn't it? Is his name Shane Rimmer, you said? Yeah, yeah. He's Canadian. He is. And he is been in, let's have a look, television. I'll tell you the biggest thing about Shane Rimmer is he was the original voice for Scott Tracy in The Thunderbirds. You're kidding. No. The original, did they replace him? Uh, well, they're, they're doing it again now, aren't they? So. Uh... Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tell you where I know him. Where? He is... He is uh, Arthur Beauchamp, who is Pamela Beauchamp's husband, 
Pamela was played by Elaine Stritch. It is My Lady Love My Dove. Oh. It is the man from My Lady Love My Dove. Right. Wearing, so he has... wearing body ball suit as well. So there's, there's, <laughs> there's two links. <laughs> he was known as Renter Yank, uh, which I hope to explain. <laughs> it's because That's he was always get... available to do American accents. <laughs> That's going to get a listener correction. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. So he, so right. Let's just go back. As the music is playing yeah. on this show, names come up. Shane yeah. Room is one of them, as we've just identified. Yeah. Now, Kid, or Sid, Heyman, and I wrote Hyman at first, but it's Heyman for sure. Yes. She is Janet, who yeah. is our lady protagonist. Yeah. And then Liz, Rye something, Liz R- Richardson. Uh, yeah. Right, Liz Richardson plays the other main woman in this. Yes. Who's Janet? No. No. Eva. Uh, Eva, yeah, 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 because Sid's... Right. And then it is directed, sorry, written by Peter Lovesy. And I know this is a... Hang on a minute. Is he he one who's done it before? He's done one before, yeah. Uh, Let me get to him. Um... Okay, he did. No, he hasn't. He <laughs> <laughs> must have been something. He he must have do... he must be an author then. Oh, he's the author. Hang on, I thought he was the playwright. No, he's he's famous for his uh, Sergeant Crib novels, isn't he? And he's done some. He did uh, Spider Girl. Oh, is that is that recent? I don't... No, that was in nineteen eighty. But I must be looking at his name, thinking. Oh, it's that it seems as though, it seems as though it's the sort of name that you would expect to come up in this yeah. sort of area, wouldn't it? That's yeah. right. Yeah, it is. It's got one of them names. Uh, it's a tales, very tales of the unexpected sort of it name. Isn't. Right. Any anyway, right. It starts off then after the uh, music has finished. It starts off in a in a bar, pub, style restaurant. Yeah. Right. And guess what? It's a massive pub. The camera pans through the pub and doesn't seem to stop. <laughs> did, did you did you have that sense? Yeah, it's like like one of those when you get pictures from school and uh, it's all the people and they've done it and stitched them all together. One of those, you know, it just it, keeps it, going. It just keeps going, and it's full. Yeah, and it's full to the rafters. My mum would have yeah. said of that pub. And and, I, and my, my first thought was I I didn't know who was meant to be my main p- person to look at it because yeah. the actual first scene is a man lighting a pipe and it's it's on it's on him for about 10 seconds and then moves on that's it pipe smoker is no not in this any longer which i, fe- I felt for really because yeah. he would have been like oh i'm going to be smoking a pipe on tv and all, <laughs> gathered all kids around i don't know if that would have happened anyway so uh, yeah it's a massive massive pub and one thing that is evident is there is no social distancing here. I think sure. it could have been pre-COVID. This it's possible. Oh, yeah, it probably was. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, and they're all like waiting and up the stairs and everything, aren't they? It's amazing. Yeah. So it's, uh, let's see. What we say it's a downstairs restaurant. Could be could even be an upstairs restaurant too. But what we're looking at is a downstairs restaurant. Yeah. And the queue to get a table winds all the way up to the stairs. Have I have I told you my queue story about uh, Betty's tea rooms? 
I know of Betty Tea Rooms, and I don't link you with a story, oh, so right. I don't think you have. Well, because we, we went there with my daughter because she lived in Harrogate at the time, oh. and uh, there was a, a queue a bit like that to get in, you know, we were sort of queuing outside, and uh, we got... That, to... Harrogate was the first one, wasn't it? The first Betty Tea Yeah, I think, I think or, so. Or York, was it Harrogate, maybe? Uh, and it was know. very popular as a tea room, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we queued for ages and ages and then got to the, the front, table for three. And uh, the man says, oh, no, this is not the queue for seating. Uh, you have to go to the queue inside for that. So then we had to join another queue inside to wait to be seated. Holy shit. There was how a, long? a preliminary queue and then a secondary queue before you could get to your to your table. It was a long time. I don't know how long it was. And I'm not knocking them. I enjoyed the food. But I was a bit surprised that there was a secondary internal queue. It's something I've not, not experienced before. I'm extremely surprised with this, yeah. It's what, well, I've been to a shop during the lockdown when, but socially relaxed. Whatever the whatever the term is, when you could when you could go shopping, right? And they they had to split a queue, so that people could walk through, um, you know, like bypasses. Yeah, yeah. And but in order for them to do that, they had a man employed to stop the queue coming across, and allow the other ones to come through. And then he had to do the reverse, stop them from coming through, and let the other ones pass. And it, this was, uh, I mean, it looked great fun. I'll be honest. <laughs> <It was laughs> really... Sort of like a human traffic light. Exactly that, right. A lot of people were complaining, look at this, we can manage. I don't think people can manage on their own. I loved it. I thought it was great. And also something that I wouldn't mind doing when I retire. <laughs> you know, like to pick up some extra quid. <laughs> anyway. But this isn't that situation here for sure, but we're inside and it's a massive queue. And now, American E is he's in the queue behind a woman Eva Eva who is our secondary female lead yeah is a bit a little bit jittery he's complaining answering his pants sort of thing and he's trying to get her attention almost I reckon yeah Uh, well yeah I I thought he was flirting a bit well I I didn't know if it was that or because at one point he says that perhaps Americans are too outspoken and she says perhaps but you do standoffish but it reminded because this has happened to me. Uh, we were we were in a pub. We were eating in a pub. There were five of us. We were planning a trip to Scotland, and uh, there was also an American uh, on a table behind us, on his own, and he kept shouting out to us, like asking us questions and stuff like that. And we we were thinking we we were all British, so you don't you know you don't talk to people at the tables. It's just not done. <laughs> So we were sort of as politely as possible, just giving him one-word answers and things like that. But it just continued all the way through. So it could well be, it might be he's not fancying her as such, but the, that this is perhaps the difference between our two great uh, cultures. Yeah. Maybe it is. Well, I'll, uh, what, this is odd because when we went to America last, which was only eight months ago, nine months ago, um, there there was a lot of Americans there. Yes, yeah, I find that. Country. Yeah, nobody did that. So maybe they just, uh, maybe they're just like letting us know that they're. F- I think they're sort of proud to say we've look look how big our country is. Yet we've still come to your country to, <laughs> to shop around. I don't know, but anyway, the, the, maybe it's maybe it is that I took it as flirting. 
Right. I took it as flirting. Could but have been. You see, I'm, I'm viewing it through the prism of my own experience. Well, there. fair enough then. Yeah. But what I'm looking at is, is he dropped something and I... And he goes to pick it up, and I thought he was getting a sneaky look up at a, up a skirt. <laughs> but again, I could be just thinking this is wrong. And then he starts, he starts complaining how long he's been on his feet. I've had a thing in in my mind, which um, it's, it it didn't happen, uh, and I, because at the time I thought, no, no, that is inappropriate. But I've I've been sort of thinking about it over the weekend, right? Because you know how in when you're in a couple, if um, either one of you uh, is stood stood upright and then the other one um, sort of goes down like to pick something up yeah. and it, it's, it's quite normal to say oh while you're down there be, being a, a sort of intimation of uh, oral sex <laughs> <laughs> do you, do, are you, is that something that you've come I know what you mean yeah you, you, you're in the area you're in the region yeah. yeah well when I was in when I was in hospital uh, uh, after after my operation, I had to I had to have help getting dressed, and so and they, so they sent this um, this nurse who uh, assisted who assisted me by sort of <laughs> pulling my my underpants down and then taking them down to my ankles, and what came into my head <laughs> <laughs> at that moment was. Is it all right to say while you're down there? Will she think that's funny, or will it be like an inappropriate, vile comment from an old man who's all stitched up? <laughs> anyway, I didn't say it, but it's really been playing around in my head all week. What, what's your view? Well, see, I have not been in that situation. It's a very similar situation, and I did point it out. So here's is I had um, a tattoo done, that one there. Yeah. Right? And in order for me to do that, I had to. Because it was like that, yeah. It was like because it, it goes round my wrist, yeah. not all the way round, okay. But the bit that was on the edge, it was easier for me to do that, right, right. And in order for her to start drawing on it, she leant over, and her boob went straight into my hand, and and as you can see, my hand is like that. Yeah, it just placed in. Yeah, and her boob was in my hand. Now, what I it, I did, it was about thirty seconds worth of me going, I'm going to have to say something. <laughs> because I wanted her to make her aware that I knew this. I thought that was the right thing to do. And I just said, I'm going to let you know I am fully aware that your boob is in my hand. Yeah. Right? And she said, I know this too. And it just comes with the territory. <laughs> right. And I we left it at that. Right. I, I, felt, I felt better for saying it. Do you reckon, do you think, do you think it was better to say nothing? Yeah, because I think blowjobs is a different to just holding a tit. Well, it is, yeah. <laughs> Unless I've been doing it very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he went for a sneaky look? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what I didn't. I didn't actually see that bit. I was too busy writing no. writing down about yeah. him, him being too shy, him, uh, too outspoken, and us being too standoffish. So I, I will rewatch. And let you know yeah. what I think about whether it was a sneaky look. It's probably unlikely, though, because he's not at primary school, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know at the time what where this was going. Right. And anyway, so... Uh, because my... I'll, uh, right, 
straight up front here, I thought the twist was going to be something completely different. So oh, right. my, my, I did get a Tales of the Unexpected, uh, a very different Tales of the Unexpected, uh, but I will not comment on what we did find now until it happens. Yeah. Um, well, similarly, what, what, I, I just want yeah. to say, did you? was there a line of dialogue in this episode that you could not understand no matter how many times you replayed it? Um, well, may, may, uh, we'll come to it, I suppose. Yeah, uh, we, we, we will, yeah. I, 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 sh- I shall let you know when it arrives. Cause yeah, okay. I've listened to it seven or eight times, one after the other. No idea. Well, you see, what you've got to remember is that if I don't hear something, I just give it a quick rewind and I've got the subtitles on. Oh, of course. So I, so I, look, up, I look up. So it might have been something, and, and that's the reason why I'm asking, you know, may, maybe, but my... I'm automatically given an head start in those sort of yeah, dilemmas. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah. Um, but then, so back to the back to him. He's he, he picks up wherever he's got, and then he starts complaining about blisters because he's been on his feet all day. Yeah. And then, so now we're back up to date, right? She at this point sort of uh, talks about him. Are you got blisters because you have been? You're a tourist. You're you're sightseeing. And he says, uh, "No, not really, actually." That that what he's doing over in his country is a bit of a bit a bit of searching investigation Couldn't, work. Yeah, well, family tree work, isn't it? That's what he. That's what yeah, he's doing. It, it, yeah. I'm going to say his, his investigations aren't to do with the, being a detective, uh, which would have been, uh, you know, something else like a PI or something. But but no, this is a uh, yeah. We're just looking up his family tree. He he said, and this is a bit that I got confused over. He said initially, I swear, he said he was staying at a hotel called Somerset House. Right. She says, oh, that's where they keep all the births, deaths, marriages certificates. Yeah. And then, and then, he goes, yeah, but that can't be an hotel, surely. So I must have heard that wrong. Yeah, I think so. I I, I got down that he said that he was looking for Somerset House. Oh, that, well, I thought he was staying at. Right, because that that's oh, where right. where they did used to keep all the births, deaths, and marriages, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, says, it says so here, but it says it also. Well, we'll come to that in a second. But uh, yeah, so that does change in a minute. So he's looking for that. Yeah, and at this and point, then, she says to him that uh, she comes to this pub sometimes at lunch because it's quiet. I wrote I wrote that sentence down, and then I put an exclamation mark, <laughs> question mark, exclamation mark. You're going to say the same as I. So you might as well say it. No, why don't you? You brought it to <laughs> I was going to say two things about it first. One, if you've got to queue up and down the stairs like they are, <laughs> you're probably not going to fit it into your lunch hour. And two, if it's ram full of people like it was, it can't really possibly be described as quiet. Now, they were my... Yeah, I wrote exact, exactly the same, <laughs> Okay, but I added that even if this was a it's busy but quiet yeah her way of getting out of this was to dis, to decipher whether it's quiet was that it doesn't play loud music yes but but that can't be just the quiet you need <laughs> if you're going to say quiet you're going to it's got to be quiet you, 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 otherwise you'd have said I come to this place because it doesn't play loud music. But yeah. she didn't say that. Yeah. She said because it's quiet. Uh, I mean, the only other thing that I suppose is possible is, is she giving him a sort of bit of a hint to shut up and leave her alone? I, I, <laughs> I come here because it's quiet. It, it, it's really passive aggressive. <laughs> and, and do you know what? All the way through this, she has a back to him. Yeah. Because they're in a queue, right? Yeah, yeah. She's reading something... I don't know if it's a newspaper or a menu. I, I didn't. I can't remember that. But the only time they actually come face to face 
is when he looks, he, he comes around to look at her to guess her age. Yes. Right. Yeah. There is. Uh, let's let's break that veil a second. Oh, yeah. Because she doesn't seem to be bothered one bit about his uh, intrusion into her. No. World. No. By the time Not he comes bit. around to face her, she's she's prepared to talk to him, isn't she? And, and quite happy to do so. So she offers him uh, a guess at his at her age. He's, he says twenty eight. She says. No, hang on. Does he say 25? I think he might do. And she says, no, she's 28. 28. And he goes, oh, well. And he he says he got married. He's he's older. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why he's wearing the body ball suit. (laughs) (laughs) And he says that he got married at 28. But uh, he goes on to tell her that his wife disappeared. Yeah. And and, um, I thought that that was one of the part of at least the investigation that he was going to be doing, you know, to find out where she'd gone. Oh. It's, but it's not that, actually. Uh, the reason why he's investigating is really to look up his his family uh, as they were born in, in England. Yeah. So he's arrived in London. This is just to uh, consolidate what we've said. He's, he's arrived in London to go to this place that does birth, deaths and marriages certificates to try and find out whereabouts is family heralded. Is that a word? Uh, I don't. Well, it is a word, but I don't think it's the right word for this. For let's, this, but it could. Let's let's call it that. Let's use it that. From where okay. hailed? Let's from where they hailed? That's hailed. What it, yes, <laughs> that's exactly. Right. But I like heralded. Let's you said. Let's use it that. <laughs> let's use it that. Anyway, um, so that's that's. So then he introduces this idea that he was once married. She disappeared, no note or anything. Yeah. I think they mentioned this a bit later when she talks to him. Now then, he, as they come to the next in line, and this is this happens a lot, people look to you and go, is it a table for two, for one, to two, for three? Yeah, yeah. None of that. It's table for two over here. <laughs> right. Is so it? Is it the she, waiter who appears later who says that? The waiter who appears later. The later we should waiter. do a whole episode of rhymes. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not. I think it's a different person. Right. Uh, but she says, "Oh no, we're not a two. And then he says, "Well, unless you don't mind." Well, that's enough invitation. It's more like saying, "No, you know, we could solve each other's problem here by yeah. sitting down to, together, and also we can chat through our our this situation that I've got." And, and there's also, I think, he's given her enough just to get her in, intrigued about him to say, yeah, do you know what? I don't mind sitting across from this guy and asking you questions about what he's just yeah. said. And after so all, he has, had, he has had a look up her skirt, so they have got some sort of connection. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, so, he says, then, back home, and then he mentions back home being California, he's uh, in wine. <laughs> At least he's a winemaker. He's not pickled or steeped in it. Is he? No. As, as in do fact, you pickle, do you pickle wine, Rob? Well, <laughs> if he's are in, you, if he's... I thought. I, hang on a minute. I thought that you're not an expert on this, are you? I'm not an expert. On that. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> but, I don't. I just don't think you pickled wine. That's all. If he if he was in wine, you see, then he could be pickled in it because at least some wines or spirits are used for that. There is, in fact, and I saw this this week. Uh, a uh, snake wine that you can get from, I think it's uh, Japan uh, or India, and uh, it's got a full king cobra in the bottle, and then it's got wine poured around it, 
the uh, so that then when you drink it, you get the essence of King Cobra. Well, I what I have seen is you've probably seen this yourself, like an uh, like a scorpion or a spider or a fly or a mosquito in a lollipop. Oh yeah, not an ice lolly. Yeah, yeah. And um, because, of course, otherwise it'd be like a. Imagine that scene from Jurassic Park when he's showing the mosquito in the amber. Yeah. Right? It's that, but a lollipop that you can yeah. suck at. I don't know why you would do that, but also there is one, isn't there, that you've got you, inside the bottle of tequila. There is a thing. Yeah, I think it's a. An animal. It's called mezcal or something, isn't it, actually, the stuff you get. And it's it's got a worm in it, a tequila worm, worm or a mezcal worm in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have had a so bottle it's... like that, and we did encourage... Uh, somebody that weren't too keen on but was drinking with us to eat the worm bit. <laughs> Did you know, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say we encouraged the worm to go in. Come here. Come here. Uh, anyway, right, okay. So then then she says to him, um, hang on a minute, can I just let me just, did I hear this right? That uh, you said your wife had disappeared. Yeah. That's the bit where he says, yeah, it was three years ago. Yeah. He is at home and he realises that she's not there. He looks around and searches the house. No, no, she's just gone. Yeah. He got the police involved. And then after a while, they've said it's just best, probably best. Yeah. <laughs> I guess just, best just to assume she's yeah. dead. Yeah, just there you go, mate. There you go. We're not bothering anymore. Uh, just leave it. Let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> it's only your wife. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's only three. I know people who've been like searching for their loved ones for like you know eight. I don't know them personally, but I hear about them. You know, yeah. ten years, tw- twenty years. Yeah, this guy's like yeah, a couple of years ago. I just thought probably yeah. she's dead. He do hasn't you, got any kids. Do, at this point, do, do you sort of see and hear him doing a really strange pouty lip smack? Yeah, I didn't write it down, but I know what you mean. Yeah, and it was. It, yeah, he did do that. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was not an air kiss. No, it was something else. It was just just him on his own, just doing it, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> as he sat there, it was really weird. Oh yeah, I did it. As I say, I didn't write it down, but I know what you mean. Um, by the way, on that um, the missing wife thing, he does blame himself. By the way, so I guess that's that's fine then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, okay, now, let's talk about the waiter. <laughs> because this is the biggest twat I've ever... And the thing is, I can only assume he's based on a real person. Yeah. Uh, or at least that is that is you the, the, the method acting that's involved is based on experience. And that is deplorable. What's, what's and she's, about, she's a regular customer, of course, isn't she? So she'd expect <laughs> the discount like I wasn't getting. She, yeah, she, and then... She'd not come back, would she? I mean, I, I wrote in here, trainee actor comes in and acts awkwardly. Uh, <laughs> but it's more than that. He's like really unpleasant to him, isn't he? You know, it's sort of like... It's... I tell you what, the reminds me of, is, there's a David Mitchell, Mitchell and Webb sketch, and he says, uh, we've been watching you from the kitchen, we hate you sort of people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it, it reminded me of that. He's absolutely appalling to her, isn't he? This is the bit that's, that becomes so confusing, and, and a slight spoiler here is that the, this comes of nothing, this comes to nothing. Right, the waiter being an arsehole has no semblance to any part of this story what what's it doesn't go anywhere it doesn't come from anything it's just what what happens is 
he 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 goes over and he says, "Right, are you ready to order? Here's how he offers. Here's how he offers the special lamb casserole is best today, <laughs> which I think's incorrect. Right. I don't think any any restaurant would say tell them that that's the best. Yeah, because otherwise I think they would say chef's special today. Yeah, because otherwise, and if you order anything else." you're sort of tacitly admitting that you don't want the best you can get. You want something that's inferior, which people are not going to want to say that, are they? That's right. But also, it, it, it sort of suggests... It's like that uh, on boxes of, like, better than ever before on the box. Yeah. And I just feel cheated that in the past <laughs> I was given this subpar product and they knew about it and they could have done something about it. They've been sat there going, laughing, haven't Forget they? all of that. Forget the past. <laughs> Here is this new thing. Uh, so anyway, the lamb casserole is best today. Um, of yesterday, it weren't. Uh, tomorrow, it probably won't be. That's the other inference as well. Well, it, uh, it, this is how Body Ball. <laughs> I've, I've called him Body Ball. What's his name? Ian. John Smith. John. Yeah, his name's John Smith. Um, he goes, "Yep." Now then, he, he offers to buy dinner. Yeah, and we've said this about the the kind of like the paying the bill dance that you do. Yeah, he he takes no, he's, no he's brilliant at this. He says, um, "I'll buy the dinner." She says, "No, you can't do that." He goes, "Well, at least I'll buy the wine." Yeah, she says, "Yeah, it's quick. It's the quickest yeah. billing dance I've ever seen." Heard and because he, he's a wine, because uh, he's in wine, he uh, says uh, he orders a particular one, uh, uh, Emilion or something. Yeah, yeah. Saint which is number 12, uh, he has to point that out to the waiter, doesn't he? So the waiter then comes back with, what? <laughs> it could have been, how dare you, but it wasn't. It was more, are you sure that's on our menu? Number 12? <laughs> I mean, it goes up to 27, but I don't remember there being a 12. Um, it's just incredible. Uh, and again, and then that waiter pisses off. He goes, well... The man, John Smith, he goes there. That's that's the one I mean, and the, and and the guy has to uh, kind of concede. Oh yeah, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Yeah, you mean that one there? And buggers off. That's it. Yeah. He's done. Uh, then what do we say? Uh, right. We, we, so he's we, he's talking about his family now. Yeah, yeah. His family come from England. Yeah, he, he came to he came to America with his mother about forty five years ago. He says, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Is it? Uh, we are. Um, they, they never mention the address, I guess, like where from whereabouts. But that he's got suspicions. We will come to that in a moment. But um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, so that's it. Really, he's just he's, just, he's he's basically looking for them, and then the twatty waiter turns back up again and <laughs> bungs the the uh, the bread onto the table, and then he. I, I put here, it's like a proper show-off, this waiter. Like, oh, I'll do this for fucking days, me. I can just keep I can keep putting bread on this table. You watch me. <laughs> well, he has acted in other things. I was a bit I was a bit unkind, uh, saying he was a... He was a uh, he's been in Coronation Street. He's also... Yeah. He was apparently... He had a role in The Kids from 47A, which I don't know when that... If that was something that was after my time or before it. Yeah, I don't know this one. And he also played John... Duke of Berry in Kenneth Branagh's film Only the Fear. Duke of Berry, that, that's a bit weird, isn't it? It's like <laughs> it's usually like a place name or something, isn't it? Rather than a fruit. <laughs> I thought you meant Berry as in Manchester Berry. 
No, that's a B-R-R-Y. More... So, yeah, okay. yeah. Duke of Apple Tart. Is, is <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they're going to branch out into kind of like a... a, a, a the, the Duke of Cheesecake. That <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Now, what? And then, and then it goes on to the fact that uh, Norfolk is is actually where his family is from. We've got to stick in that, them Norfolk broads, haven't we? His plan is to look for everyone born in England between ninety, sorry, between eighteen sixty. And 1870. And if that doesn't narrow it down, <laughs> he'll then just add more years to either side <laughs> of that by, by five. So it's, it'll be basically his ultimate, uh, what is it, parameter is 1855 to 1875 of all the Smiths that were born in England. That's, his, that's how he's going to do this. It's going to be a struggle for him, isn't it? <laughs> she, she points that out. She says that this is. It would be. She says it would be better if uh, if your name was something like Crinklebutt or something like Cyril that. Cyril James Crinkleshanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's the bit where he then, for the first time, reveals his his name as John Smith. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, the waiter returns and he's brought the wrong wine, and. Uh, <laughs> He angrily takes it away again when this is pointed out to him. Isn't he? Yeah, and, and and he goes, uh, oh hell! <laughs> like that. Uh, now I watched Twenty Four. I've been watching it a lot recently because I've right. rerun it. And, and um, I was watching an interview with Keitha Sutherland about mm. I think I call him Keitha, Keitha Sutherland, <laughs> about how they used um, "damn it" to go over the amount of expletives that could have been used, right? right? So right, yeah. instead of saying, oh, fuck this, because it yeah. was on, you know, national TV, uh, somebody did a totting up of how many times Jack Bauer says, damn it, throughout, <laughs> t- throughout 24. I forget what the actual amount was, but Kiefer Sutherland then said, yeah, I, I said that, that amount, let's say it was 144 times or something. He said, yeah. I killed twice as many people. And so <laughs> didn't say, mention it's, that. Yeah, it's fine to, to kill as many people as you want, <laughs> but I'm not allowed to say fuck or bollocks. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the, the twatty waiter then returns back to the thing. Oh, hell, he says. Now then, we'll go jump to a new, new location at this stage. We, we do. It's, uh, it turns out it's uh, the flat of, uh, of uh, Eva and uh, her friend Janet. Now, I guess they're roommates, right? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is later but, on because Eva has returned. She's in the house as well, yeah. in the flat. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Janet is, uh, is drying her hair. Well, washing her hair, which takes an inordinate length of time. I suppose for you and I, it's not going to take that long, is it, really? <laughs> <laughs> but actually, this was a brave move by the, the tails because... Um, she actually is washing her hair. It's actually yeah. running water. She actually is doing this. And I'm not saying that there's a danger involved. But what I mean is she has to act and do all of this under the canoe. One thing that's surprising about this place is, uh, this, this house that they live in, is there yeah. is a fully functional dishwasher. It's a bit noisy, mine, but it's fully functional. And that's... They're in a flat share situation. And I yeah. thought that would have been probably one thing they could have done without. 
yeah uh, now they've got they've got the dishwasher in and we definitely i didn't have a dishwasher until the house i'm in now uh, yeah I, i'm aware of them but yeah um, yeah. But they, they, yeah, I don't think they were widely used at this time, but they have got one. But when she turns it on, it doesn't actually sound like a dishwasher, does it? It sounds like like white noise coming out of a guitar amp or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I think that must be the sound effects laying them down. So, so in, in the, yeah, you're right. In, in the meantime, she, she's asked to turn it off, right, so she can, yeah. they can continue this conversation. Well, what is the con- conversation? I hear you ask. I don't hear you ask anything. Um, but, um, it is what is going on. She, so she's obviously skipped a lot of the story that we've already told. <laughs> Janet, who is the uh, the new uh, the new yeah the yeah. new woman on the new face, Sid. Yeah. Uh, she reckons. Oh, you should you should you should help. Um, Janet's motivation is that this guy is a wealth is a is, is a man of fortune. That's where the title comes in. He's a man of fortune, and. Um, that would be good if you could help him and then, you know, end up with him, sort of, you know. Is, 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 does she actually say that, a man of fortune? She says that at this stage, yeah. Is that a he's phrase? a man with a fortune. He's a man with a fortune? Um, he's a, no, she says he's a man with a fortune, and that would be the name of the episode. Yeah. Uh, but it's not, it's, it's, uh, that's right. A man with a <laughs> how does she, How does she know this? How does she know he's a man well, with a fortune? I think that this this woman has probably said that he owns his own business. He's only he owns his own wine, yeah, dis, dis, distillery. Are they distilleries or vineyards? I guess that's what they yeah. are. Wineries or winery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the fact I I I come to my own answer by investigating all the wrong ones first, <laughs> which is really in just dis- detective work, and hence the reason why I've ended up with this Cluedo. Challenge. Um, right, so Janet then she says, um, "Oh yeah, that's Janet's thing. Is you should go out and help him." And she, she's and, and then Eva is like, "I'm I'm not too sure. I don't. I mean, maybe I could. I don't know. It's like it just seems a bit weird. I, I don't. I wouldn't even know where to start." Now, this is the part where we've actually missed this part out of the uh, the, the conversation that she had earlier, but she's. Remem- trying to remember where John Smith said he was originally from. She yeah. said it's a place that's like ham, but it's but ham is pronounced mm. Yeah. And I loved that because that that is the the right way of doing it. And and John Smith was really clear in saying it was Bedham, but he always got told off for saying Bedham. Yeah, which is sort of how they, you imagine that somebody from America would say it, wouldn't you? Cause, that's right. Because uh, actually, when when he says uh, Nor- Norfolk, he, we we say Norfolk, but he yeah. says Norfolk, doesn't he? He puts the L in it. He gets the L yeah. in there, don't he? Which, it? as yeah. you say, yeah, that's that's exactly how it should sound, actually, isn't it? It would be yeah. Bedham. Well, it, there is a. I don't know. It, it might be one of those stories that I heard somebody saying, "Oh, this happened to me," and it really didn't. Uh, it, it, it was certainly a, a second-hand story, so I don't know how far up the chain it goes, but I know of this uh, Australian, supposed Australian person who was in Doncaster, yeah. and he was being asked where he was travelling to, and he says, "Oh, I'm I'm on, I'm travelling to uh, Leicestershire, a place near, a place called Lugabaruga," <laughs> and um, it was yes. Loughborough. He's talking yeah. about Loughborough, but he says Lugabaruga. And this is the reason why it's so plausible. Because if you look at Australian names, 
That's <laughs> oh, not yeah. so. That's not quite, so unusual, is it? Yeah, that's right. It feels like it's an Australian Luga Baruga. It sounds <laughs> sounds quite Aboriginal. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, <coughs> sorry, I just cooked coffee. <coughs> <coughs> I can't cut that out. All right, <laughs> I will. If, if, if it's going to stay, then what? I had a terrible coughing fit the other week, right? Because I was I was in bed and I was I was asleep, and uh, I must have had my mouth. And it's absolutely true this. And something got into my mouth, and I swallowed it, and I was and like dread- an insect. You mean? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Right. And I was dreading that it would be a spider because I'm absolutely terrified of them. <laughs> but I, w- I went into a coughing fit to try and uh, get it back. But I'm thinking, oh God, what if it comes back and it's like <laughs> black with all these legs on it and that? So I thought. I'm not. I'm not going to try and cough it up. I'm going to force it down. So I went downstairs, made myself a sandwich, ate that. Then had two slices of toast and ate that. And I thought, there's no way that's coming back. But then I had the terror of what if it's alive when it comes out the other end? <laughs> Digestion doesn't work like that. It, it, you're all your acids and stuff would have sorted it out. Well, that's what Elle said. She, she said that, <laughs> that, that that would probably do for it. Uh, <laughs> but I was hoping it was there the next day because it was chemo day, and I'm thinking if it survived, what, what's coming? <laughs> it's, it's not going to survive. What happened next? <laughs> anyway, for two days, I don't. I mean, I, I, there is some dispute about whether people do this, but I don't uh, look look in the in the toilet when I'd been in case there was a spider there because it would have freaked me out. <laughs> well, I had uh, I had this thing whenever I look at a photograph of me. I've got squinty eyes. Now I don't oh, yeah. I don't feel like I'm squinting. Even now I look at myself and they're just these slits yes, of yeah, eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that's I, I've always had that thing. Um now I was walking and this only happened yesterday. I was walking on uh, in Filey and a and a fly went into my eye and I it hit my eye. Yeah. And and I I, I was fully aware it went bang and I didn't have time to <laughs> I didn't have time to blink it out. Right, it was there, and I immediately went in because I weren't, I weren't having that a fly on yeah. my eye. So yeah. I, I scratched it out, and it, 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 it. Well, the sensation wasn't there any longer, so I imagine that it, it had yeah. gone. I, I always wonder. I would. It, I was thinking, I, I would be in trouble if I had big eyes. Uh, and I've seen people with big eyes. Mabel, my dog, she's got massively big eyes. She's a like you know a puggle. Yeah. They, they basically just eyes with teeth. That that's why dogs don't drive motorbikes because uh, they get so many <laughs> flies in their eyes. It just it just not make it worthwhile. Um, right. Okay. So, uh, what is there anything more about this? In the meantime, by the way, Janet has gone through a full air wash, shampoo, conditioner. Yeah. And the dryer. Yeah. Uh, and um, and her suggestion is that Janet should look into this. So that Eva, Eva should, look, should into, look into should this help a bit him. further. Yeah. But Eva is is more than she's. I mean, she's just reluctant to the point where I don't think she's going to do out. No. Right. So Janet says, "Well, if you if you don't, I will." Does she say that? Yeah, she does. I'm sure. She, yeah, yeah. She she says it to Eva. If you if you won't go, I will. 
What do you, what do you, what do you, the reason why, Janet, it, it feels like Janet is a bit of an expert. She's done something like this before. Yeah, she's a journal, uh, which, isn't she? A journalist, and she's tracked yeah. down the descendants of the fellow who, who wrote... Uh, oh, school Days of Tom Brown or something. That's right, yeah. Tom Brown's uh, School Days, yeah. Yeah, so she's tracked somebody down, so she knows how these things work. So, if she, so the plan is that... Or Janet's plan, at least, is... Yeah, we can we can do this. We can do this. I can go to this place. I can do that. We can work out this time frame and blah blah blah. That's all we need to do. And go now. We don't need to worry our listeners about this. And the reason why we're not is because I didn't write it down. So right. um, uh, basically, she's making it her business yeah. to try and help him out. Well, she says, "How? Oh, oh, this is Eva. How are you going to find? How did you know where to find this guy?" And she's no. She, Janet says, "I know exactly where to find him because we've told him where these records are being held." So, yeah. He's going to be there at some point over the next few days. It feels like this is the next day. Yes, yeah, I, we, I we see, that Yeah, we see Janet in a, an out, an exterior location. Yeah, and it's a pretty, pretty arty shot as well, isn't it? Because it's actually shot in the glass of the uh, yeah. of the door, the, the, the window, you might call it, next to yeah. the door of the, of the uh, place that she's going. I, uh, was, I, I agree. I thought it was a very clever shot, and uh, shot, and, and and also the uh, we see this sh- uh, the sign reversed, you know, yes. because and and the sign of the shop that not the one she's going into, but f- from where we see her walking, there is a shop called Fagin's. Now, isn't Fagin like like some sort of criminal in Oliver Twist? Yeah, he's the guy who has who has the little boys working for him, stealing handkerchiefs from people. I don't think I would call my name, my shop, Fagin's. There's just something about that. It's like, I wouldn't call it, you know, Savile, Savile's... Travel. Savile's Talent a... Agency or something like that. <laughs> and, oh, there's another Fagin as well. There's Michael Fagin, isn't he? The one who sat on the Queen's bed. He sort of broke into Buckingham Palace many, many years ago. I think he's called You wouldn't Fagin. do it, would you? No. You wouldn't do there's it. There's too much negative association here, isn't there? Yeah. But so, somebody uh, has. Somebody, somebody's taking the risk. Somebody's done it, and it's in the streets of London. Um, oh, no. Place... Oh, yeah, he's in London. Yeah, yeah Sorry, it's a place yeah. called Kingsway. That yeah. is now our where we say... It used to be Somerset House, yeah, where the records are, and now it's not there anymore. Those records are moved to a place called Kingsway, yeah, uh, and that's where she's going. So what she does is she starts doing her investigation into the dates, the names, all that ancestry. Yeah, she knows where to look. She knows how to look for it, and it looks like a, it looks like a, I'm going to say, an authentic. I've never needed to do this. You're no expert like, at this, ain't you? I'm not an expert in this, but it looked like it was the setup seemed that like fair, like yeah, a, a bunch it's of books and then some places to yeah, it believable. Yeah. Um, but but I don't know if that was definitely or if that was set up by a studio. Yeah, I I, I don't know uh, at all. I mean, I did notice there seemed to have a policeman on the door, uh, which I'm not sure why that was. A security, uh, yeah, and and is maybe it? there is a reason for that because those yeah. those. Uh, Reg- records are should should be protected. I suppose, so especially maybe, at that time, because they wouldn't have had microfilm. So maybe these are sort of not got the, not got backups. To be honest, they might have even had microfilm, but all this would have been written in by hand. So they yeah. would have been taking photographs of all these pages, or maybe at some point they did. Um, listen, on that note, yeah. do you see the size of the books? 
Yes, yeah. You're not. Yeah. Gonna, it's not going to. There's not going to be no. You're not going to disguise getting that out in your bag, are you? <laughs> you need a trolley to take that out. And at that point, that security guard's going, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> trolley. You didn't come in with one, so. Anyway. Yeah, but that's what she's doing. She's she's writing Smiths fr- from the sort of Norfolk and surrounding area, isn't she? She's writing mm-hmm. a few of them down. Now, later on, then we see. Him, we see John Smith walking in. So there's no time frame on this. Janet could have been out for a few hours, but then your man walks in. Is he walks in, and he's got like a map of Britain uh, as like an ordnance survey style map map of Britain. But it's not yeah. a survey because no, it's massive. Yeah, uh, it's a map. It's just a, a road well, map. Fold outs, isn't it? Yeah, and um, well, Janet is still there. She thinks she watches. She's obviously been people watching because she doesn't know what this guy looks like. But because of how he's acting and whereabouts he is looking at the dates and the, the books, she thinks that must be him. So she kind of does some f- faux looking, yeah. some pretend looking at things. And um, then she uh, sort of raises his attention by, I think this must be part of the plan, by saying the right things to get him to stop to listen. So one of the things she says is that the, uh, oh, it's annoying, isn't it? People haven't put the books back for the one you want. So yeah. he's like, yeah, that's, I've been looking all day. And she was like, if, if, uh, oh, hang on. Does she say this at this point? If only my mum hadn't got a, such a common name as Smith. I think that might, it, it's coming it's to that. Later, it's coming down. Yeah. There's some right, there's some right plinky music in here as well. When she, when she reappears in the Smith Isle, cause she's sort of gone out the Smith Isle to, uh, let him sort of go in. Oh, I'm bitten my tongue. Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear. I saw your face do it. <laughs> anyway, she she's left the Smith out, reappears, and she's pretending to want to, the book that he's got, basically, isn't she? That's uh, right. And yeah. she's sort of muttering under her breath various things like that, that identify that it's the book that uh, he's got. So he gives it to her. But she's also said that um, she's on a lunch break and she she was I, I need to do some family tree investigations and I thought I'll do it on my lunch break. He he then takes that as a okay look I've got a bit more time than you you have this book and then so whilst he's kind of like you know just like you know parading around looking at other things that's when she starts saying things like if only my mum hadn't got a yeah such a common name as Smith yeah and then yeah. and then. She, his ears prick up at that because he's like, oh, guess what? That's what I'm looking for as well. And then she puts in some dates and some places. He, he's kind of like, oh my goodness, hang on a minute. Yeah. It looks like we're looking for the same family. Yeah, because it culminates her saying that uh, that she's in fact looking for Smiths from Baden. Baden. Baden, yeah. Baden. And so he's, he's quite astonished by this coincidence. Uh, and they then sort of leave. Well, she, well, 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 she says, first of all, she gives, gives a name. She goes, I wonder if it's Matthew from Great Yarmouth. That's, that, that would have been where people from Bedham were registered. And uh, that's the bit where he's like, hey. Right. Yes, so, that's it. So, so they go over to the place where to, oh, there's only one way to confirm this, and that's to look at the birth certificates. But they'll take three to four them. days to come through yeah. there. So that's so he says right okay what we'll do is uh, I've got an I've got an idea um why don't we go to Bedham now then 
he says Bedham. But yes, previously, he, does. he said he was he told off for doing that, and that's that he got drummed into him to say Bedham. Yeah, and this is where he says no folk as well. Yeah, so he's gone so, back on that. He's got holes in his story. <laughs> anyway, so but he does suggest a road trip, doesn't he? Yeah, he suggests that they go down uh, down Bedham at the weekend. Oh, oh yeah. it'd be up to Bedham, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, or yeah. maybe across. I've, anyway. Yeah, wherever it is, it's it's somewhere. And um, is is the a bit that I cannot forgive the 1980s for uh-huh. as in I'm looking at this now and thinking maybe this was an innocent thing in the 80s and I don't think it was he is they're all the, 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 they're waiting for the conclusion of this but there is a suggestion if her story pans out which we know it doesn't but if their story pans out it could in, infer that they are relatives yes yeah he starts stroking her hand lovelily yeah, that's not that's not a word, but it is what I meant. <laughs> he starts stroking the hand in a caressing sort of way, yeah. sort of saying, "Ooh, I've been waiting to to find somebody, yeah, who fits the bill that you're portraying." So he's definitely uh, he's definitely sort of coming on to her now, isn't he? I, mean, it, I think it was, so. It was doubtful whether he was trying to pull either, but uh, I think he's definitely coming on that way because he's I, I, I'm, isn't he commenting about who oh, I hope we're not related or we've got to find out how close we're related or something like that? Because yeah, he's suggesting because you know you know what it well, could lead to. E- either way, there is insinuation of a more romantic relationship afoot. Yeah, and at least in his mind. In his mind, and we know for sure that there is a that there is a family tree connection as as certainly as far as he's concerned yes yeah so that's that well anyway um they uh what's this it gives an address well he he he, uh, he he says that he'll phone her tomorrow to uh, yeah, sort to out the arrangements the but why 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 wouldn't he be doing that now they could say well you know why, yeah, because they, if they're going together, it's sort of like it must be like, I'll tell you where to meet me. Yeah. And then we'll go. Yeah. There you go. Which, anyway, yeah. we, we, we're now back at the flat. Yes. And the phone and rings. The phone's ringing, yeah. And uh, on, the, on the other end is Janet's boss, who talks like Mr. Chumley Warner. Yeah. But, and, and looks like him. That looks, but is apparently called Tommy. It, it seemed to me uh, an, an incongruous thing for a person yeah. who looks and speaks like that to be called Tommy. But yeah. but that's that's what he is. Tommy uh, Williams, and uh, and he's basically asking about uh, Janet because uh, turns out she's she's not been in for a week. Yeah. He, well, he says, uh, "Where's Janet? Can you just see if she's left a note somewhere?" Which that sounds a bit odd, but yeah. it's worthwhile checking out. So Eva goes, oh, I'll go, okay, that's a bit weird, but all right, I'll go into her room and, and have a look. One of the places that she looks is the wardrobe. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, may, maybe she's looking for clothes, you know, to see if clothes are missing. Uh, yeah. But I, in my head, I was thinking, she is looking for a note here. Right? Yeah. It would be the last place I'd checked. It's a very anyway. poor search that she's doing, actually, isn't it? And, <laughs> yeah, just kind of flipping over things. And, <laughs> and, and I'm thinking, has she not noticed that Janet's not been home for a week? Yeah, that, you know? uh, that, that, because even now with you saying it out loud, not been here for a week and not noticed yeah. she's gone, it does seem like, oh, maybe. I mean, maybe 
it's a 25 minute episode they could have just added that <laughs> sentence and when they're talking to Eva said well I've not been in either I've been visiting yeah so yeah they could have done that. but it's a bit weird isn't but it they haven't done that anyway <laughs> so well as she she's I can't find any uh, notes so she walks out of the room but we, but then she goes back because she spotted something an envelope she was, yeah and it's not the uh, the sort of who is it addressed to that's the important bit it's where it's, it's from fa- yes there is a bedham postal mark in the franking part of the envelope right yeah uh, so she's like well hang on a minute this has got to be to do with that fella so she, I don't think she has any issues in opening that letter to, to see what they've worked out. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, uh, in the letter is a voiceover from, from the vicar. Yeah, uh, it would be interesting is if it was like uh, one of those birthday cards that you open up and it has, like, Cliff Richard singing, you know, <laughs> but it's not actually Cliff Richard. Um, but this is the kid that he opens up and it's from the the deacon or the vicar. I, I've, re- I've re- written Vicar. Uh, Vicar, right. I don't know. It's about the Smiths. Uh, not it, not the my band. Name... Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's uh, Dennis Harper, uh, something or other. And uh, he's saying, oh, I found that information that you've got, but you've probably already set off to Norfolk by the time you've this letter comes. So yeah. don't bother about, don't worry about this <laughs> Let's, any point in writing this? Any point in writing this? Because <laughs> he believes that the probability is that she's not she's going to set off already. Now, if that is the most likely thing to have occurred, don't bother writing the letter. That's what yeah. I might do. Especially as you're going to meet the guy. But it is definitely uh, exposition because it gives Janet a clue as to what's happened next. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She says, "Bitch," because she knows what this. She knows what her game is in the letter. It the the vicar is under the impression that Janet is this Smith ancestor, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. so so she, that's the reason why she's so upset. She's like, no, she is deciding to help this guy, but she's definitely doing it under false pretenses. Yeah, uh, she thinks she's a bit of a money grabber, I suppose, doesn't she? Correct. Really? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's it. It's, he is a man with a fortune after all. Yeah, um, they're in Bedham then, so nice location jump here and fully exterior. We see a church. Yeah. Look inside the church, and uh, it's that it's the man who'd written the letter, the the vicar. Yeah, it's him himself. And and I I've uh, put put down that he seems very proud about his register, uh, and his acting I thought is like a chuckle brother. It's uh, <laughs> it, it it's sort of in that vein. It's it's sort of that sort of well, just that. It, Watch it and see, I would urge our listener, because uh, <laughs> his acting's really sort of odd, isn't it? And Chuckle, Chuckle Brother-esque. So, by the way, have we done the bit where you couldn't work out what was said yet? No. It's coming up, is it? Yeah. Right, yeah. OK. Yeah. Uh, she's then asking... So, remember, she's asking about what they found. Yeah. And then he... He goes, oh, well, we we found Matthew, which is, remember that Matthew from Great Yarmouth? We found his gravestone in the, come and have a look at it. Yeah. Uh, so I, what I usually do around this sort of time is guess where's the twist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I couldn't guess. No, I couldn't, I, guess. I couldn't either. But but I did have a stab at it, uh, like, you know, through the kind of things we've said, is that um, they're going to go and they've, Sort of figured out that 
there's buried treasure. Uh, yeah. You know that that when they get to the grave, maybe it's dug up and there's you know some. So that's I thought that that's what it was going to be. That it was going and and that would then tie in with my man with a fortune bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. I well, for, gonna... for me, a new time was passing. I knew it was time to guess the twist, but I was thinking I couldn't imagine what twist could possibly happen in the time remaining. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. it, it felt so, as though there'd need to be more done. Yeah, so, so that's the reason why, at this stage, I thought they were going to get to the grave and it was going to be unearthed. And, yeah. and and then we would work out why with the twist. But that's not the case. They get to the grave and it's... I'm going to say it's a fully functional grave. <laughs> Where, if that's, you know what I mean by that? Is that because he has to move stuff away from it? It's, it's well bedded, isn't it? You know, it's, uh... Yes. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, he... They then says, so we, I mean, I, I, he goes, I did find out some extra stuff which I didn't reveal to them. Yeah. Um, that's because it was, you know, John, John's family, and um, I, I thought it was probably a bit more sensitive not to say this. Uh, oh, he goes, you're not family, are you? She goes, no, 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 no. No, I'll I, tell you I, then. <laughs> <laughs> she says, is it confidential? He goes, no, not at all. Well, his granddad, so this was, uh, I didn't get a name. Granddad Smith. Smith. <laughs> the granddad. He was uh, committed to an insane asylum. He was just, he was a very violent man. Yeah. And um, he, did, did, he did, I don't know if he killed anybody, did he, this guy? He was just very violent. Yeah, he I had a wife. Was, yeah, I, I didn't get him killing anybody. He, he was just violent. But uh, it turns out that uh, John Smith's father. So, so the granddad's son. The granddad's son had been convicted of the murder of two girls, and there was suspicion yeah, it that could it have been a third, third yeah. Yeah, and he went and to so, Broadmoor. What he's saying is that he, the last, yeah, Broadmoor, he didn't want to reveal this because he thought, you know, that's nobody wants to hear that your family, your father and your grandfather, are uh, psychotic. You know, um, that's that's the last thing you want to know. And then I can't remember exactly how the next bit happened because at that point I did work out the twist. Right. Well, which... he, he goes he goes on to say that uh, the uh, the father's wife and son had gone over to America, which put, ah, puts so that's, that's him then totally right. in there. And uh, he says anyway, uh, she'll she'll be back in London by now. Referring here to Janet. Yeah. Ah. Uh, so yeah. So I was writing down here what I basically worked out was that. John probably isn't who we thought he was. Yeah, I don't mean the person, but I mean his character. Yeah, um, yeah. So, he's been so, described yeah. before as an overgrown teddy bear, isn't he? Yeah. And she, and she says that she she's not come home. And at this point, the vicar says, "But she are to wexit." <laughs> eight eight times I've played it back, and. I've also, when I've been doing other things since watching it, I've been sort of repeating it in my mind and trying to make some sense of what could it be. <laughs> it's got to be something that rhymes with Wexit. Brexit, not at that time. Yes. So, so what is it? This is the line. What was it? Well, he says, but she are to Wexit, oh my word, and puts his hand to his throat. He strangles himself a bit, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. So what uh, is the line? Right. Well, I don't know, mate. <laughs> uh, I didn't write it down because I didn't have the problem that you had. I tell you what I could do if you want to stay on a second. Yeah. I'll 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 key it upstairs and then we can work it. I can put this I can put subs on. Right. right. 
We'll come back to that in a second. I'm just going to key it up on here. So, the next bit is, as he as he does a kind of like pretend strangle, yeah. Yeah. like that, <laughs> it seemed, because for me, it was like, I'm looking at this guy thinking, does he know that the woman's been strangled and that's what we're meant to think? Yeah. Cause, cause, because, let's face it, right? The insinuation is the tales of the unexpected element of this is that yeah. our man who's looking innocent man looking for his family, who is actually a psycho. Yeah. W- 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 there's a there's another bit here where Eva has escaped certain doom, obviously. Yeah. You know, because and this and this obviously also calls back to his wife disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot answered here, and yeah, we, it's a murderer story. Which is another. The crime ones are always pretty, pretty good anyway for unexpected yeah. endings. Yeah. But yeah, he, yeah. So he's, um, he's, uh, he's obviously killed Janet. Yeah, that's what we, we don't. Unfortunately, we don't know where she's she's been killed though. I mean, her body's never been found. No, no. There's, there's no clue about that. But that's what he seems to have come to the conclusion of. Uh, and then, and then the next bit is here. Is there is this for the first time ever that I know of a weird transition between the action of the show and the um, glangs, uh, the, the yeah, the glangs, and it is this flame effect oh, which yeah. doesn't the flames don't move, they're just the shape of flames, yeah. Well, I'd I that had not uh registered with me but now now i think about it because that was the point when i was stopping it to rewind it but yeah that that's right so and that but that's that's where our episode ends yeah yeah so what so what what did we what did we think uh right what do i think is i did like the crime story element to it the uh, the overall crime story yeah What's quite nice about it is that we were obviously on Eva's side. Yeah. Okay, she was the only person who was decent in this, right? Yes. As, yeah. as a person, I mean. So because she escaped that death, maybe may, that murder, maybe we're actually able to go, oh, God, that 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 wouldn't have been very nice if that yeah. had happened. I mean, so, so maybe, you... maybe it's a bit more that maybe it's a bit more kind of like, oh, God, oh, you know, oh. So do you think, like, from the beginning, the whole thing's been a ruse? I mean, that it is, he is from there, but that he's been looking to pick up a victim, and that that's why he struck up the conversation with Eva in the in the pub. But that doesn't make sense. Uh, there is there is a re- the reason why it doesn't make sense is because if if he was trying to do that all along, wouldn't he have already investigated this bedroom story? Well, no, because it could be genuinely that's what he's doing, but because of his uh, nature, he sort of thinks, "How can I uh, get somebody, entrap somebody who I might be able to kill?" And that's why he's t- talking to Eva at the start. I suppose there is that. How many people do you think he's done this to? Then, what's your guess on that? Well, I did. I did have the idea that it seemed like the first time. It seemed like the first time to me, but I, I don't know. Uh, or is it that he's just not? It's just chances um, arisen, and he's just taken it. It's just a, sort of a, one of those sort of killers. I, I think that might be it. I don't know. I don't know that it doesn't. I'm not really given the. 
I don't really have the... Uh, I think I'm just left with the fact that surely he'd have tried this previously. And therefore, does he keep coming up with different ruses to get people in bed? And if that's the case, then wouldn't people in bed know him by now? Yeah, well, Vicar and, would have known him, wouldn't he? Yeah. So yeah. It, this, I think, is his first go. Right. And what, he's, what he might have done is already had psychotic tendencies. And yeah. Thought, and, this, is, this is how I'll play it out. And killed his wife. So he's killed his wife, come over here, I'll kill one other. Yeah. It's an odd one, whichever way you, whichever way you slice it. Um, right, I'm going to get. I've got the vicar on screen now. Um, let's see what he says. She never came home. And he says, "But it's been over two weeks since." <laughs> All right. Does that make sense to what you're saying? Uh, Do you want me to play it louder so you can hear no, it? No, well, no, I mean, I must be right, but I've, I've got down, but she are to exit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Well, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> anyway, well, that's the end of that Tales of the Unexpected. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm just left with going... In twenty-five minutes, I've got a decent enough crime story out of that. Yeah, I won't. Yeah. I won't complain. I just think that there's, a, there's an element of contrivance that's that probably begs a few more questions. Yeah. After the fact. I mean, it. it uh, yeah, it was. It was interesting. I mean, it. Uh, you know, Elle, she she'd had to leave partway through to get ready for work, but she did come down and ask me what what the twist was because you know. So it had sort of it had caught her attention. Uh, so. Yeah. I sort of quite liked it. I, yeah, I, I, I got a, I got a feeling I quite liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. I think I quite liked it. Well, yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. I quite liked it. Uh, I definitely didn't get the twist until like the point when you're probably meant to. Yeah. Um. So that's yeah. that was quite that's nice. That's good. As well. yeah. 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 There we go then. Okay. Right. Well, what's next time? Well, we're, next time we're coming to the we're coming to almost the end of the season five, aren't we? Yeah, there are only two more to go, and uh, the next one we've got is Who's Got the Lady, which is an art gallery owner has received a priceless work of art on loan. He sets up a robbery with a supposed fake being put in its place. He then gets his girlfriend to make a copy of the painting to sell it as the real thing. Now, there seems to to me, at least in that description, there are too many fakes being created because <laughs> <laughs> he has a fake to put in its place and then he gets his girlfriend to make a copy of it to sell as a real one I i'm sure they could do one less fake involved in it. <laughs> <laughs> but it might just be the way it's the way it's said we'll have to wait and see next week okay we certainly shall uh right uh same time same place is that all right with you yeah see you then okay bye bye, bye, -bye. everybody else the